Today's Leading Women episode 383 with the wonderful Melinda Richards. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Melinda Richards. Melinda Richards is currently the director and CEO of Super Sprout, a company that's revolutionizing the food industry by producing 100% pure fruit and vegetable powders. Melinda has over 21 years experience in senior management positions in both private and public businesses sectors in Australia, as well as running her own business consultancy, specializing in strategic and corporate planning, governance, and marketing. So Women of the World, Ms. Melinda Richards, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Melinda, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call it on. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment any time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. Okay, great. Thanks. All right. So let's start with yep. your business. Yep. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Well, as most really great businesses in the world start out, they always start out small and slowly with an idea. And it's really turning the idea into something that is marketable and can be sold that is the greatest challenge. I mean, there are millions and millions of ideas out there, but very few people are able to translate that idea into something that eventually comes out into the market and is workable and can be sold. So this idea for this business came from my father, actually, who breeds and races horses, and he started to feed the horses wheatgrass uh, because he found that their performance improved and it was all about the racing game. And our philosophy was really, well, if the, the horses are really doing very well on pure homegrown wheatgrass, uh, which he was managed to do in higher volumes, what about, what about the human consumption of really, really great food and pure food and organic food but in a way that is controlled by us, that we can grow it and then we can gently process it and mill it and send it out to people so they can put it into their food to really boost and enhance the nutrition of their food. Because really the, the horses were just, it was just getting mixed into their own feed that they normally eat every day. And that was the idea. That's where the idea came from. Well, what if we produced a food 
that can just be mixed in people's food every single day, boosting the nutrition of that food without them having to go to too much effort at all and allowing people to get their daily allowance of fruit and veg really quickly and easily. Wow, I love the story. I love how your business came about uh, from the inspiration from your grandfather. Because yes, you, I agree. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling where knowing or learning about this. Uh, for example, we are taking care of our animals, of our pets, better than than ourselves. Some most more often, and we <laughs> yes. see the stories like that. So we are learning from them because so if we are, if they are able to benefit from this great nutritious foods that we're giving them, we should have them ourselves as well. I mean, we have we've got to be better at taking care of ourselves, putting those right nutrition. And I'm really grateful that you have this. Uh, niche out there to provide us to make this one available for everyday folks like me uh, to make it even more accessible and easy because then we can just grab this thing and, and, and add it on our food and on, on what we on our daily food so that was and then it makes it even more nutritious so great niche that you have out there great that you've shared that one with us but what continues to inspire you doing this well I suppose it was just when I first started to get involved with it, it was more about, you know, just making the idea work. But now, since I've been working in the food industry, my inspiration really comes from the fact that food is moving into a new realm. The science is now fully caught up with the idea of what's happening to our bodies when we take uh, high amounts of sugar, uh, too much fat, what happens to our bodies when we don't get enough fruits and vegetables in our diet every single day and that 90% of people in the world don't get their daily allowance of fruits and vegetables and people are running after silver bullets. So they're running after weight loss products. They're running after people that sell products with women with tape measures around their waists and they're looking for the quick fix because they don't feel great about themselves or they might feel overweight or they might look in the mirror and feel less confident and less happy with themselves. So we've really started to transform Super Sprout from being just a food company into really changing your life. So it's turning into a lifestyle company and it's being inspired by people whose lives we're changing through the healing properties of our food as well as through people talking to us about they're having more energy and saving the lives of their two- and three-year-olds who would never touch a vegetable, but when they put the powders and the beautiful fruits and vegetable powders in their food, those kids wouldn't even know they're eating it, but they're getting all of that nutrition. And so what happens then is suddenly you turn, you, you're not a food company anymore. You're, you're transforming lives and you're, you're a company that is giving something back to the world and back to society. And I think that when you then know that that's the new goal and that's the new vision to feed the world, and to get food out to every single person and make sure that everyone's happy and healthy, that's a really that's a real legacy that that, that you can start to think about leaving uh, rather than just selling a product and making money and then you know going on to the next thing. So we believe this is a venture that we will be in for life, and it's now become an absolute passion of mine to really talk to people about uh, the weight loss issues. And, and the weight loss industry and the food industry itself and how over the last 40 years our food habits have become so bad through the need to sell lots and lots of food very cheaply to a very, very large population base. 
And so those sorts of needs have created appalling food habits. We're never going to get away from the fact that people want quick and convenient and easy and silver bullets. But we're doing that and providing that need, but just doing it through fruits and vegetables. So we're sort of trying to bridge that gap for people and we're doing it for everybody, not just for certain market segments. And that's really exciting for us and it's, it makes you feel pretty good every day and it's a very strong motivator. <laughs> wow, what a compelling vision, Owen. It's what a compelling inspiration, Owen. I mean, it's changing people's lives by making people healthy and happy by providing these nutritious foods that are accessible, affordable, and available to, to people. Great inspiration. I mean, I'm really inspired by that you've just shared with us. And on that note, I'd love for you to share with us what have been your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Oh, well, look, I mean, that's a difficult one, but I suppose that the first one is to be a risk taker, is to take risks. Be, don't be afraid. Uh, fear rules probably 80 to 90% of our decisions every day, uh, in everyday life. We, we worry and we're fearful of losing our job or not making enough money or We worry that people won't like what we're doing. We worry about how we're going to come across. So fear permeates through our lives a little bit. So I suppose really the first quality is to be fearless and be a risk taker. And that is very difficult and that did not come easily for me either. And for some people it comes very easily and for others you really have to work at it. But if you're not prepared to do that, you I don't believe you will be as successful as you can be and as you want to be. So that would be the first one. The second one, I think, is to, to have patience. Uh, patience is something that we learn at a very young age, but we have to keep nurturing that patience. So, you know, when you, when you get more sort of bad news than good news and when you're first starting out and you're, you're trying to make your way in the world and, and tell people about the products, you'll get more rejection than you will, uh, you know, uh, accolades initially. And you probably get that for, um, you know, it could be a number of years. But if you can be patient and stay true to your goal, stay true to your vision, you will get there. And uh, the third one is uh, build everything on relationships. Um, in the end, it doesn't really matter what you're doing or, or what mechanical parts of your business are being put in place and it doesn't matter what you um what capital equipment you buy or or what sort of supply chain you might build up for yourself in the end from the from your staff to your suppliers to your customers to your networks everyone around you uh everyone that you deal with daily make that uh, a, a top goal is to nurture your relationships and value everyone in your life uh particularly your staff and surround yourself with people who always make you look good and, uh, and who are better than you and, and put your ego aside and bring people into your business that are better at doing those things that they are good at much better than what you're good at, at what you can do. So you're really having people that make you look good is, I suppose, a very simple summary of that. And building on those relationships and having a very human side to your persona and a caring side means that people will want to do business with you and they will stick with you as well during the good times and the bad times. 
Wow, so being a risk taker, not being afraid to take those risks, having the patience, nurturing your relationships, building those networks, great personal qualities or traits that Melinda just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits in our lives. Being a risk taker, developing that ability to take risk, being willing to take the risk, being willing to take those sacrifices, having the patience, big on this as well. You have to be really patient because not everything's going to go the right way when you are building a business. There are going to be ups and downs and you really have to be patient in continuing to move forward with your passion, with your business, with what is it you're putting out there. And of course, the foundation of being in business is about building relationships, being a customer uh, oriented uh, person, or or we you have to have that customer service in mind. We have to put our customers at, at the forefront of our business because we are here to to serve them and also to nurture relationships around us. Be a great, uh, I'm really uh, passionate about what you, what Melinda just shared with us because these are all the foundations of being in business that we can all cultivate. So thanks for sharing those. Now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, look, I suppose I wanted to preface the answer to this by saying those challenges aren't over yet for us. I mean, we've got some very, very big changes happening in our business right now and and we've taken some very big risks uh, right at this moment. So I'm sort of still in the middle of addressing some of these great challenges that are coming up because we are in the middle of transforming the business and taking it to the next level. But I I will have to say that for me uh, the the way that I address a daily challenge is to take it and, and segregate it for what it is and deal with an issue, one issue at a time, and to never let those problems that can come up overwhelm you. Because often what will happen is that on, on any given day, things just seem to come at you sometimes um, in waves and they ebb and flow. And sometimes you'll have the wave of good. And then all of a sudden, it'll cycle around and you'll have three or four things that will hit you in one day. And the most important thing there when facing those challenges, and some of them can be sort of business-threatening challenges where, you know, if you have a piece of equipment break down at a very, very critical period, because we grow our own food. And so it's a very, very delicate process. And every part of that process must go like clockwork every time. Otherwise, our plant's do not grow the way that they should and we can't give the highest quality product to our customers. So when it, when being confronted by three or four things at once or even one big challenge, it's important to, to bite it off and break the problem down and deal with one specific issue and solve it. Wow. And try to solve it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, that's the thing. You can you can be overwhelmed sometimes and feel really overwhelmed, but that never giving up. I mean, someone said to me one day, you know, in life, if you really believe in something, you just cannot give up, never give up, unless you suddenly say to yourself, well, this battle isn't worth fighting. I am going to let this one go and I'm going to let that customer go or I'm going to let that relationship go 
or, or something happens. But you have to choose your battles but bite that challenge off in little chunks so you can you can say, right, I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to solve it and I'm not going to panic and I'm going to focus and try to strip the emotions away from that. Wow, I love this, uh, this, this experience that you've shared that, and, and thanks for sharing them with us because these challenges that you've shared, I'm sure a lot of us can relate with or at some point or another have experienced it. And the good thing is that when we're sharing our experiences and these challenges with each other, we learn from how we're able to overcome them. So for our listeners out there, when these challenges or experience happens to you, you now know how it is how to overcome them because now Melinda just shared with us the lessons that she's learned from having or from experiencing these challenges. And these challenges are going to be, are going to bound to happen. We have to expect them. But but not deter them from moving forward. That, that is really, that is a really big point about not letting it get you down. I mean, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you own your own business, you're going to be very, very emotionally invested in your business and your success. And one of the hardest cha- things to do, one of the biggest challenges you will face is separating your emotion out from the business when you really need to. When you really need to solve a problem and it comes at you, you have to put the emotional side of yourself aside for the minute and just focus on the problem at hand. And that's difficult, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you, you've got a vision and you, you believe in what you're doing, that's wrapped up into your daily life. And so sometimes you do have to try and you know move that aside so you can focus clearly and you don't let the emotion cloud your judgment or cloud your decision making. Yes, I truly agree with what you just shared. Now, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial (laughs) to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, look, there are advantages and disadvantages to having your own business when it comes to work-life balance. The first um, big disadvantage, I suppose, is that your business, and because you're emotionally intertwined into your business and it's your baby and it's it's who you are and it becomes part of your being, it never really leaves you. And so it's probably pretty much there 24-7. So you, you really have that uh, time when, um, you know, you might be lying in bed just about to go to sleep and invariably your thoughts turn to, oh, you know, I should need to do that and I've got to do that. Uh, but the advantages, and they probably outweigh the disadvantages of, of that, is that you are always able to set your own times. You're able to uh, move your workday around to suit your family commitments and you're able to prioritise. And so because you've got control of your own prioritisation and your own management and you've got control of your life basically um, but you're not beholden technically to anyone other than your customers and perhaps your shareholders, uh, you are able to really work different hours. You, you can be flexible. You can go and pick up your kids from school and then go home and, you know, do the homework with them and then maybe flick on the computer after they go to bed at night. Um, and for some people that really, really works. And I think 
for many, particularly women, women love the idea of having that flexibility and that idea that I can work any like I've just got up this morning and worked at five o'clock in the morning because it's it's easy for me to do that I am in control of my own destiny and it's a really great feeling so whilst you probably do have a little bit of the pressure and the and the stress of making the business successful on the other hand you do empower yourself and take control back um, of your life in terms of how you want to spend your days and how much you want to spend with your family. I mean, I have a four-year-old and she is um, very extroverted, um, uh, such a fantastic person. So I make sure that I work my days around you know, picking her up from school and being able to do homework and play and spending time with her on the weekends. And that really, really works. And so that's a really big um that's a really big advantage of being an entrepreneur and for a lot of women they've chosen that lifestyle specifically for that reason because they want to not be beholden to someone telling them they have to be here at this time and then leave at that time and telling them what to do or how to live their lives and they lose that flexibility for work-life balance. Well, I love your perspective on this work-life balance. And yes, I agree with you. I mean, our business affords us that flexibility to do what we can, to do, do what we want to do when we want it to do, uh, when we want to do it. And you know what? You, you can build your business around the lifestyle, around the lifestyle you want and not the other way around. Of course, we have a business that we are passionate about, but at the same time, we also have other areas in our lives that are important. So it's really important to to understand and to really hone the fact that we have to make time for those that are important to us. And for our listeners out there, I know this is one of the areas that we all struggle with, but it's all about prioritizing and making deliberate time for those that are important to us. Not to neglect your family, your health, yourself. These are really important aspects as well. So I think that's the bottom line here, to be flexible where it is needed. Great takeaway there. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, I don't use financial too much to measure success. Uh, we, you, you know, we as a business, are um, we produce our products all in Australia. It's it, They're very expensive products, but there's a high cost to that. And we have you know, to keep our products pure and organic and non-GMO and to grow our own in small batches, to, to stay true to our value system and to our vision and to making people feel better. Money is not the prime motivator. It can't be because you just simply can't produce food like that anymore. That's why cheap food is out there because companies are there to make lots and lots of money and by providing this cheap and nasty food, they get high profit margins and make that money. So you have to make a conscious choice about success and what that will mean to you even before you start your business. And I think for us, it was never about the money. It was always about having something that was going to help people uh, and help people's lives and people in disease, people with autistic children, 
people who are struggling with diabetes, obesity, osteoarthritis. I mean, our broccoli sprout powder really addresses a lot of these diseases, but it's very, very expensive and it's the seed is very expensive and it's a very expensive process to grow. But when we have people coming up to us and saying, I don't have to go to hospital anymore because my asthma is cured. Um, I don't have these aching joints in my fingers anymore because I don't take broccoli sprout. I now put the powder in my kids' food and their concentration is better. My autistic children are taking broccoli sprouts and they're able to focus at the special school. They're able to concentrate. They're now able to interact well with adults and with their other children. This is the measure for success for us. And I think that for any business, honestly, if you go into the business believing that you're going to be a billionaire and that you want to make lots and lots of money, and there are plenty of people in the health food industry too that have that as the primary motivator, I don't believe that in the end you will be successful because you will not be providing good outcomes for your customers. So our measure of success is are our customers happy? Are we changing people's lives? Are we able to survive and, and stay profitable to give back into the community and to allow people to live better lives overall and to spread our products around the world? So the monetary success for us is to allow us to expand to provide even more outcomes to even more people. If your primary motivator is always going to be about money, I think you're probably eventually going to lose your way and your business may survive in the short term, but I do not believe it will survive in the medium to long term because money is never going to be a sustainable success factor unless, of course, you keep making lots and lots of money, you pass away and then you hand it on to your children and they take it and, and are able to survive and do something with that. And, of course, there's plenty of examples of that. But for us, that is that, that shouldn't be the reason why you want to bring a new idea out to the world. Well, I love your perspective on success because, you know, I agree with you at the end of the day, what truly gratifies us or fulfills us is that making something that is impacting other people's lives through the products we provide, through the services that we provide. It's all about making a difference. It, it transcends beyond just the monetary equivalent of being in a business. Of course, we are in business to be profitable, to sustain that business. But at the end of the day, it is those intangible benefits of being in business that truly makes us happy. Great perspective there. Now, I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and <laughs> lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, look, I suppose my first one would be don't don't start out believing that everyone's going to love what you're doing immediately. You do need to do some market research and it takes it takes a little bit of time and money to do that. So, you know, but the market research is essential. It, so many people don't do it, but it's worth it. And it's easy to do these days because of the uh, electronic social media 
you know, world that we're living in. So I would definitely um, look at researching the market, all aspects of the market. And the second piece of advice I would say, and this is probably just because of my background, but I I do it anyway as a matter of course, but is you need a business plan and it's not a document that you write to put on the shelf. You, you need a plan because it's the steering wheel of your business and in that plan needs to be a really uh, core strategy. How are you going to do what you're going to do and how are you going to get there? You need to have some financials in that business plan. You need to look at your pricing and really what you're doing when you're going through a business planning process is you're just checking the viability of your business. Is there a business there or not? You have to ask that question and answer that question before you go ahead. And believe it or not, most people don't do that. They have a great idea and they rush out and they start talking to people. And we have people like that knocking on our door every day, big dreamers who want to take our food in bulk and want to use it in their supplements and their health products, the things that they're dreaming of making and dreaming of bringing to the, to the market. But our first question to them is always, what's your business plan? I mean, what sort of pricing are you going to have? This is our pricing. We're a high-end product, very expensive, but we're the best. So if you want the best, you definitely come to Super Sprout. Where that we have the best food in the world, and we know that. But if you don't have a business plan, you might have the best, but you might be priced out of the market, or you uh, mightn't be providing something that anyone wants. So your business plan will conceptualize um, the the outcomes of your research and turn it into. Uh, tangible market strategies. And look, the, the only other third piece of advice I would give would be try to find a friendly investor or someone with some a little bit of working capital up front. I must admit my probably my biggest mistake was right at the beginning I underestimated how much working capital I would need to manufacture food not only that and it's not really manufacturing I mean we just do a very gentle drying and milling process but to control the whole value chain and to really grow in batches and to really provide what we're providing I underestimated the the upfront working capital to get you through the first three to six months of working up your business and that would cover your marketing uh, any manufacturing that you need to do or just setting up websites and setting up your networking and this is only then garnered after you've done your business plan and after you've done your market research. So they're sort of in order the way that I've said those but that would be my very, very strong advice. Your business plan tells you everything that you need to know about your business, even if it's only four or five pages long. It puts everything down on paper and you are able to discuss it then with people. You're able to show profit and loss projections and sales forecasting. You're able to translate your market research into future sales projections. And these are all the mechanics of starting a business that it's probably a little bit tough and it's a little bit tedious and it's not the fun stuff, but it's absolutely critical if you want to really, in a nutshell, understand, A, do I have a business? How am I going to go about building it? And what's my first 12 months of activity going to look like? Wow, I love those takeaways, those tips, those advice that you've shared with us because that really, that really speaks to every one of us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to really do your research, do a market research, find out if your idea is viable. Is there a business on your idea? And, and like what uh, Melinda just shared with us, there's 
it's a whole lot easier now to find out about this. Do the market research online to social media. The resources are out there. And the second one, which is really important, and I can't stress this enough, is to have a business plan. What is your core strategy? Create the plans that you know if your business is going to be a profitable one or is it going to be just a hobby. Really big on creating that business plan so you can see for yourself. And also that gives you a direction, that gives you a guide on how to move forward. And of course, to find a willing investor. I mean, find that financial resources to finance your business because there are expenses in car in building a business, whether that be you are a solopreneur or like that. There are expenses in car in building a business. So be prepared for that financial investment. So great takeaways there and great tips there that we can all take action on today. So thanks for sharing. Last but not the least, Melinda, I'd love for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Oh, well, okay. Well, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about Super Sprout because, of course, it's uh, it's my little emotional baby. Um, but look, Super Sprout is 100% pure fruit and vegetable powders, uh, pure organic. We gently freeze dry, so we lock in all of the beautiful nutrition that you get just by eating fresh. So it's exactly like eating fresh fruit. And it, we really espouse, don't turn your life upside down, just put our beautiful super sprout fruit and vegetable powders into the meals you're currently eating and you will immediately boost their nutrition, boost their flavor and you will have um, a a really great stock of fruits and vegetables on hand anytime you need them. Um, It it creates less wastage. It's great value for money and we really want everyone just to have one of those in in their cupboards and in their pantries just like they have spices and salt and pepper and sugar. We want them to have some beautiful fruit and vegetable powders. And, of course, the king of the castle is the broccoli sprout. And if people want to have a a bit of a look around and and look at the benefits of broccoli sprout, you will see that it cures uh, and treats many, many diseases. It reduces inflammation in your body, and it's absolutely fabulous. Um, You can uh, buy our powders directly online at the moment on our Australian website. And, uh, of course, the exchange rate's fantastic right now. So, Uh, People in the United States get a a fantastic deal from buying directly from us in Australia. It's supersprout.com.au. And we're really excited to be launching uh, supersproutusa.com in the middle of March. And uh, we're coming to America. I'll be visiting the United States at Expo West in March. And we're uh, doing a a rebranding exercise for the American market and we love the United States. I used to live in the United States and I love it so much that I really wanted to bring the products there in a much more formal way. So that's what we're doing. All right. Yeah, that's super. S- <laughs> yeah, I am as well. I'm in supersprout.com.au. And coming up in March is supersproutusa.com. I can't wait for that one. But in the meantime, for our listeners out there, go there now, supersprout.com.au. You can purchase their products through online, through their website, and that can be delivered to you. Do you deliver internationally? Yes, we do. We ship to every corner of the globe and we have customers literally everywhere. There were countries that I 
forgot about that I've now re-engaged with <laughs> through um, selling overseas. And, uh, yeah, we have really reasonable shipping rates. And, of course, now that the dollar is a little bit weaker in Australia um, and, you know, it makes it very, very attractive for people in the United States. And we have had a lot of U.S. customers coming uh, through our door in the last six months, which is, uh, once again, very exciting for us because we believe the people in the United States in particular are really the leaders of the new food movement, which is moving away from highly processed, highly sugared foods. They are leading the world in transforming their diets and their lives into getting back to basics, getting back to, to pure and fresh and wholesome. Um, you know, and, and we we tell people, let's just get real. Let's just get back to, to what we what we should be getting back to. So um, there's a lot of sick and unhealthy people out there and the United States has recognised that before anybody else and they are leading the world in transforming food habits and it's fantastic and then we want to be a part of that. Yes, and I'm really glad that you had this one in and, you know, in a very accessible, very easy form. I mean, you just buy, they are in powder form. It's so easy to just add those ones yeah. in your food, in your drinks, yeah. when you make smoothies. I yes. am definitely going to be jumping in on this. So for our listeners out there, supersprout.com.au. Coming up is the supersproutusa.com website. You can order now online and delivered anywhere in the world. So I highly encourage you to go there now. Let's be a champion for our health. And it starts with putting on using ingredients that are healthy and are naturally um, just like what Melinda and her company are providing us. They're providing us an easy, uh, accessible and affordable way to increase that nutrition in our body with the fruit and vegetable powders that they are producing. So again, that link is supersprout.com.au. All right. Uh, I'd love um, for our listeners out there. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes and all the other resources that we talk about on this podcast is going to be available on our show notes as well at todaysittingwomen.com. Otherwise, that link is supersprout.com.au. Melinda, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. 
go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.